This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Let's just go in prayer. Father, <clears throat> I ask that you think through my mind, speak through my lips, your very words today. And Father, give us hearing uh, ears and understanding hearts to receive your implanted word, which is able to save our souls. And we thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, we're talking about the, we're ending our series, I think. And, uh, but we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, we, we, we gave a verse at the very beginning about the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And I'm telling you, we need to get a revelation of all. We need to get a revelation of God's love. Amen? Amen. We just need to get a revelation of how good God is. And unfortunately, people don't know how good God is. And uh, I hate the theology, you know, and you probably hear me teach on this, that God is not doing it to us. In other words, if you're going through a test and trial, you know, it's not God putting a storm on you to blow you into a direction for you to follow him. Amen? Amen. No, some of these storms can be because of our disobedience. Amen. Remember Jonah? Remember Jonah had an assignment. And uh, he had an assignment to preach to Nineveh. And he got in a boat and went the opposite direction. Right? So he went in the opposite direction. What happened? A storm came up. Right? Well, this storm, well, you say, well, did God send that storm? Well, what happens is that when we don't walk under the banner of love and we don't walk under the banner of obedience... We step out of the umbrella of protection and we get into the devil's territory. And so the devil has what I call legal rights to come against people that are, that are Christians that aren't walking out the Christian life. Does that make sense? In other words, see what, what Lucifer would say to God when he accuses us because he accuses the brethren day and night, the Bible says. The devil means accuser of the brethren. And he's accusing us day and night, but he's trying to find something to accuse us of. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So if we're walking in a place like Jonah of disobedience, um, then the devil will say, well, I was disobedient. You threw me out of heaven for that. He's being disobedient. What about this guy? Can somebody say justice? In other words, God is a God of love, but he's a just God too. And so he, God has to judge righteously. Amen. So, uh, so I'm going to talk to you about love today. And I'm, going to, I'm giving you my heart. Because I think there's been a gospel message that's been kind of preached. Kind of this idea that, well, it's this once saved, always saved idea. That once you get saved, you're eternally saved. You're sealed. And there's no way that you can stop walking with the Holy Spirit. Now, some people believe in the doctrine of once saved, always saved. And that, that is a great doctrine. And you are once saved, always saved if you continue walking with God. And some may say, well, that's works, Pastor. No, that's walking in obedience under God. That's following God. And I'm going to have some scriptures about this. Because I've done a lot of studying. 
And, you know, I like the idea once saved, always saved. But what bothers me about that is that people that leave church and I believe were truly saved and going back into the world, what, are they still, do they go still go to heaven? Amen? Are they really going to heaven? Uh, now, let, let me just say it this way. God has grace, and his grace is big. His grace is big, and he will give us time. He can give us years. God is so awesome. You know, the Bible says it's not, listen, I love this, I love this uh, scripture. It says it's the goodness of God. It's not the wrath of God. So I'm not trying to condemn anybody today. But it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. But if you read before that, it actually says that are you so arrogant? It actually says it pretty similar to, to that, that. That to believe that God hasn't done anything as you're walking away from him. That he's not, that, that, that his wrath, that, some, that, that, that punishment may not come down the road. Do you think that, that you... You, you think that because you haven't seen anything yet, any lightning bolts, that you're not going to be judged? And this is the problem. When we are Christians and we're walking with God, and it has happened to me in my walk, we can walk with God and have, and walk, I'm talking about walking with the Holy Spirit today. Amen? And we're walking with the Holy Spirit and we're doing things in God, we feel, and, and, and you're with God. You got the peace, you got the joy, you're doing things, but you can get to a place in your life where you can think that you're above the law. You think because you got some grace and because you have some grace on your life that, you, that, that, that all the rules don't count for you. Right? We, we, we tend to think that way. Those rules don't. No, no. God's not a respecter of persons. The Bible says God will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. If he sows to the flesh, what is he going to reap? Corruption. But if he sows to the spirit, he's going to reap life and life everlasting. So, so here we want to talk about <clears throat> God's been doing a major transformation in my life. And um, he's been revealing to me that there's a harvest out here. And I've been out and, and God's been actually putting a love in my heart for the harvest. And um, he's just been really doing a great transformation in my heart. And, and really, I don't, I don't want the sinner to go to hell, but I don't want a deceived Christian possibly thinking they're living their, their, their life for themselves, living for themselves, out of church, living in the world, thinking that they have plenty of time that God, that the Holy Spirit's going to continue to walk with them. Amen. Boy, it's sober today. I can bring out some scriptures on that. But we're, going to, we're talking about love, so I'm going to soften it up a little bit, okay? So, uh, okay, let me soften it up. God is love. And so, and so this is the key to our Christian walk. We have to have a sold-out love to God first. We have to love God first. In, in, our, in our theology, in our believing, God has to be number one Amen. over anything. He has to be over, number one over our convenience. He has to be number one over even our desires at times. He has to be number one. He has to. Why? Because, see, listen, Jesus modeled it out. Jesus, uh, he, he lived the lay down life. The lay down life. What I mean, he said you have to lay down your life. 
if you want to find. He lived a li- In other words, he said, everything I do, I do because the Father does it through me. So Je- Jesus never acted independently on his own will. He was totally 100% sold out to the Father, 100% obedient. Amen. Amen. How many people are getting there? Amen. Amen. And, uh, and he was sold, he, sold, he told out, and that's the reason why... <coughs> He could do all these miracles. He had the spirit without measure. And so, so he walked in love. And, and so we have the love of God in us. And let's just look at this. Love, love is the key. And I believe that God's bringing a harvest into this church. And we got to get a revelation of God's love for us and his love for people. And when we start, no, not just witnessing, we need to love people. Instead of getting our idea, let's just change the idea of witnessing. And let's just change, let's just love people. I'm going witnessing today. No, God never called us to go witnessing. He called us to be a witness. That means that we're supposed to live this, lay down life in front of people. And so if we're coming to church, because we come to church because we want to get a little bit of heaven down here on earth. And we want, to, we want to sense the presence of God. We want God to be pleased with us. Number one reason you should be coming to this church is because God wants you to come here. Amen. Not because you like me. Amen. It's because God brought you here. You're, you're, you're serving God. Right? Right? Not, not for me. And, and, and then and, and, and number two you, reason why you should come to church is not just for yourself. It's so that you can be a person that's holding up the body because you being here encourages somebody else. So when, when there's an empty seat and you're not there, uh, people are wondering where you're at or why isn't this person here. And so you don't realize how important you are in the kingdom of God. And you see, that I, I, I came out... Of the jewelry business. And you know. And uh, so I dealt with precious stones. And God just switched my, my occupation. I'm a pastor. And I'm still dealing with precious stones. Amen. You are precious stones in God's sight. Do you know that? Your rubies. Your diamonds. You are precious stones to God. You are so precious. Do you know how precious you are? To God, he loves you so much. You are a precious gemstone. Some of us are coals becoming diamonds. In other words, a coal under pressure turns into a diamond. Amen. But we are turning into, the Bible says we're precious stones fit together for the, for, for the uh, tabernacle of God. We're, 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 and Jesus is what? The chief uh, uh, chief. Uh, 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 Cornerstone, thank you. The chief cornerstone. Help me preach this. And so, so you guys are precious. People are the most precious uh, uh, creation that God has ever created. He loves people. Oh, he loves people so much that he said, well, you know, uh, Jesus, you're going to have to become a person. Or, and, and you're going to live like a person. And you're, you're going to be just like them and walk it out. And you're going to show them how to walk it out. Amen. And so listen, you, 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 Jesus walked it out, walked in love. And, he, and, and the Bible said, this is interesting. This one really gets me at times. It said that the Son of God in, endured suffering so he could learn some things. Amen. No. He's, he endured suffering. 
to learn some things. In other words, this Christian walk is not all about it's going to be happy all the time. You're going to have to press in. I'm, it's a war. The devil's after our souls. He wants to destroy our lives. And he wants to take us down to the pit. And he wants to wreck our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So we got to have a foundation of love. Amen? And so to walk with God, we got to work, walk in the fruit of the Spirit. <clears throat> First, we have to walk in love, which is patient and kind. And I'm working on that. Amen. I'm working on my love walking. And the Lord was revealing to me. He said, um, you know, Dave, you know, your church is going to grow, but you need to walk in a little bit more love. And I said, okay, I'm walking in love, Lord. I'm not going to get upset. And I'm working it out. I'm walking in love, man. And, but there's always scenarios for you to get hot. Isn't it? For you to get upset. For, you know, for you to blow your top. And, you know, I, you know we went out. On Friday, we went out to the water park, and I'm like, I'm cool. I'm usually pushing you in. We got to get going. We got to go. We got to go. But I'm not going to be pushy because love's not pushy. All right? I'm not going to be pushy. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be cool because love's not pushy. Right? Love prefers the other. So she's kind of mannering around. I don't know what she's doing. And, uh, and then my mom called and said, can you order a book? And yeah. And she's mannering around. And so I'm not saying anything like hurry up or anything. I'm just, love is patient. And then I finally said, Yen, are you ready to go? And she said, uh, James, uh, wasn't he supposed to come here for the tickets? Because James gave us, us a ticket to the water park. He came earlier, gave me a ticket, which I didn't tell her. It was on the table. He went ahead and said, we can go. So we were waiting around for James that already went. And so it was miscommunication. Can you say love? What am I talking about? I'm talking about the enemy will try to set up scenarios to get us angry, to try to get us upset, to try to get us. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So I'm walking in love. I say, well, it doesn't matter. You know, we got time. We got all day. So we go to, you know, to the water park and we're just we're walking in love. And and then there's just some other things that happen. You know, she, we had the kids in the water pool. She's in the water pool and, and you have to have these life rafts on. But she's standing with the kids, and you got the lady. Get them out of the pool. Get them. <laughs> you know. And Yin's like, ah, you know. And I'm like, I'm cool. And Yin, you know, Yin is very positive. I've always thought she was positive because I know I'm normally pretty negative. But I was being quiet that day. You know what I'm saying? I was just watching and watching my mouth and just being cool. Amen? And so Yin said, well, I don't like that. I didn't say anything. Because love doesn't complain. Love always is thankful. Amen? So you, then, you know, the kid gets some dipping Dots. And it's halfway melted. And then my, my boy runs and knocks the dipping Dots all over my, you know, on my phone. I mean, on my phone case, my fanny pack that I had. And all this came up. And I said, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory to God. It's nothing but a thing. Why? Because, you know, the devil wants the pastor to look like a, 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 an idiot. The, the devil, his whole goal is to make you look like a, a complete idiot in the public's eyes. He wants to make you look like a complete fool. Like you have no self-control, you know, that you lose it. And that's why the body of Christ is ugly 
A lot of times the body of Christ is ugly because they're not really walking in love because they don't understand and we don't understand as a church that we're living eternal life and not just living life. Okay, now let me explain this. Eternal life is something different because you're, you're, you're living a life that's focused on heaven. It's not just living the natural life. Everybody lives a natural life down here. You go to work, you go to the grocery store, you do things, you go to events. It's living life. That's what we do. We watch TV, we, we get into the movies, we do all that, and we're living life. Amen? But, 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 but we need to be living eternal life. In other words, the enemy will try to get us so wrapped up in living a regular life, we forget about eternal life. And so this life becomes more real than heaven itself. And we get a little bit of church on Sunday morning, but we need a little bit more than just Sunday morning church. We need God every day. And God started transforming my life just probably about four weeks ago when I started really getting seriously committed three to four hours a day in the word and prayer. Pastor, I thought you've always done that. No, man. Man, I I was living life. You know, I'd go to the gym and uh, do it for myself and, and all that. But the Holy Spirit showed me you can do all this, live life, and live eternal life. And it's so, and it's so easy because I'm a talker. I love talking to people. I love just, just that's just my nature. And, and, and I've, now I'm finding it's just easy for me to pray for people and just do things. I, I don't think I've went through a day without living life, without doing eternal life. Let me give you an example. I mean, yesterday I went to the, I went to the hot tub, right? Because I'm, you know, getting, getting at the YMCA. <coughs> and so this uh, guy asked me, I, I, t- I was talking to this one guy, I didn't have a chance to minister to him. And then I went, and while I'm living the eternal life, there's girls in bathing suits. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes down. I'm, I'm living the eternal life. I don't want to have eyes of adultery. I don't want to be lusting in my heart. Why? Because that can open doors. Amen. And so I, I want to make sure that I'm walking with the Holy Spirit and not walking with the devil. See, some of us are encountering some issues and problems um, because you, you are walking right. You are doing the right things. Some of you don't have a care in the world. You know, it's funny. I started really ministering the past couple weeks and really, you know, everywhere I go, I'm ministering. Yesterday, I was standing in line. This guy was a, um, uh, <clears throat> a lifeguard. And I said, hey, you work here? He said, yeah, I love it. I said, okay, cool. He's a young guy. And I noticed that his skin was flaking. And he looked like he had eczema. And I said to him, hey, man. He said, what? You know God can heal you of that eczema? He can? Boy, that's pretty bold. Yeah, he can. And I said, you know, I prayed for my girlfriend many years ago. She had a skin disease and God healed her. Really? Yeah. And did you know Jesus went around healing people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about Jesus. And you know what? I'm a disciple of Jesus. And he calls me to do the same thing, to pray for people. And God works miracles through prayer. And, and, and I believe that God can heal your skin condition. Would you like prayer? He says, sure, I would love prayer. Thank you, you know what God is showing me? Life is made up of beautiful moments. It, it, yeah. I don't want life made up of hellish moments. I want life where I'm doing something and I'm, I'm actually bringing people closer to the kingdom of, listen to me, closer to the kingdom of God instead of pushing them further back. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so uh, you know, man, I mean, I can think of all the times that I 
you, you know all the times I got mad and angry and got mad one time that I had all this change and I came in and, and put it into the, the, the thing that takes all the change at the bank and it said it was closed down. It was a brand new bank. I said, what? I got all upset. I slammed it down. I said, Count it. I'm a pastor. That just happened three weeks ago. No, I'm kidding. But that was, that was a little... But we're not, we're not supposed to be acting like that. Love is not rude. So what am I saying? Love is the key. And we have to have a love for God. But if you don't have a love for your people, then you don't, your love for God is shallow too. You know, we got to have a love for people. And we have a, have a love that you don't want them going to an eternity of hell. Because hell is a real place. It's, it's, it, heaven's a real place. Hell's a real place. Okay, it, hell's not a concept. Heaven's not a concept. It's a concept. No, it's a little real place. Oh, it's just a concept to keep us doing the right things. It's not, no, it's a real place. And we got to understand that there's people going there. And the worst thing is that there's believers that are backsliding and they don't, and they don't realize that they're taking a gamble with their eternal security. Amen. And so we need to make sure that we're walking with God and walking in the fruit of the spirit. And we're walking in the fruit of the spirit, uh, which is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control, 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 self-control. Ooh, man, that's a good one for me. See, I'm, an, I'm you know, by nature, I'm an emotional person. So the devil likes a person like me. See, people that are emotional and are really emotional people, the enemy can work on your flesh real easy. So I got to be very careful. That's why I have to fast. Why does pastor, you may not have to fast. You may have a personality where, you, where you're so rock solid in your walk with Christ. You're so solid that when a temptation comes your way, you like flick it away. Boop. You're rock solid, man. But I'm like, man, I need to fast because I'm getting angry. I'm getting upset. The works of the flesh is working. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So we got to crucify. Somebody say crucify. The flesh. Paul actually says this, that he, would, he, he has to crucify his flesh, put his flesh under, lest he becomes a castaway. And what, I, what that's saying to me, unless God, he says, and another translation says, unless he becomes disqualified. Disqualified for what? The rewards? Possibly, but maybe disqualified for eternal life. Because we can't be hypocrites and serving God. What's a hypocrite? It's somebody that acts one way and does something else. Somebody that puts on a Christian face and say, I'm, a, uh, I'm walking the walk, but in the darkness, doing some things in the darkness that it's not right. And then we become hypocritical in our faith. Amen. We don't want to be hypocritical in our faith. So, so let's look at this. <clears throat> it says here, because you got people that call themselves Christians and living with each other. Living with each other. I don't know if they call themselves Christians, but some of them do. And they say God's okay with it. Well, God's not okay with us having sexual relations outside the bond of marriage. Amen. Because it's a covenant. And God has reasons for all this. He's not a killjoy. He's not trying to kill our joy. What, he knows that when you get intimately uh, acquainted with another person, there's soul ties, there's things that come in and can cause you a lot of problems. 
and you can get yourself in trouble because you have soul ties. And if they're not the person for you, then you're sleeping with somebody else's wife and they're sleeping with somebody else. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So if they're not the one meant for you, then you don't need to be jumping in the sack with them. Amen? And you definitely don't need to be living with them. And then if you call yourself a Christian and you're doing it blatantly, openly, with, with no shame at all, do you have any fear of God in your life? Do you? I have fear of God. I don't want to go against God. So people say, well, you know, God's okay. with you know, Grace covers everything, Pastor. Yeah, grace gives you the power to walk out of sin. It doesn't give you the power to walk in it. It's the devil that gives you the power to walk into sin. Amen. Amen? And you say, well, pastor, there's a lot of scriptures that, that say otherwise. I've studied too. And, but I'm going to give you some scriptures today. I'm going to try to get you some scriptures today. Get, I have my arsenal full today. And um, so I, I want to give you some scriptures so I can sober you up a little bit. Because I think sometimes we just need to sober up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Why am I saying this? Because you're not called to live your own life for yourself. You're called to live your life for God. We're not called to live a laxy-daisy, sloppy life for God. We're called to sell out for God. Now, we can live that kind of life, a half-in, half-hearted life, but we're not going to experience... See, I've been praying a prayer every day. Lord, I want the abundant life, and I want the abundant church. I want to see abundance in every area of my life. And, I, and, and, and Jesus, you said that I would have abundant life. And I'm not seeing abundance. Why? Have you ever thought about, have you ever looked at why? Some of you are prospering financially, but are you prospering in your soul? Are you still getting upset? Or, are, are you still dealing with the same issues? Are you still going through the same stuff? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So let's continue here. It says here, uh, the works of the flesh are evident. And it starts off with adultery. <clears throat> what is adultery? Well, we all know what that is. That's stepping out on your spouse. And so, but that's more than that. That's if you're in porn and you're looking at porn, you're stepping out on your spouse. Well, pastor, me and my wife look at porn together, so we're cool, right? No, it's not good either. Because you're, there's a spirits on that. You're, getting, you're, uh, you're allowing those wrong spirits to get on you and it's lasciviousness and it will destroy your life. So, and if you're out there, a guy, if you're looking at it, you are, you are committing adultery. Because Jesus said, if you lust with your eyes, with, uh, with, with somebody uh, in, in your heart, then you already committed adultery. <coughs> Amen. And so what, what I'm saying, we got we to be careful because if we continue on a road of doing things like this, what a lot of people don't realize is that, that they, we're in a warfare. We're in a fight. See, see. People don't want to teach, and a lot of pastors don't want to preach that there's a real devil out here. And, 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 and pastors, and some pastors, they only want to preach the love of God, and it's all God. But it's not all God. There's a spiritual warfare. It's, it's in Ephesians 6. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're, there's demonic strongholds and spirits that are tempting us because what they want to do is gain interest into our bodies, into our personalities. And they want to start controlling our lives. And they come in to different parts of our personalities. And we're getting angry. And now because we've opened the door and got angry over it. Now we open the door to a spirit of anger. Yeah. 
Or we're dealing with fear and, and, and we start fearing things. And then the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. So is that a spirit of fear? Is fear uh, just an emotion or can it be a spirit? Yeah, we can yield to worry. We got to be very careful. We got to learn to cast our cares on the Lord. God has it in hand. God has the situation in hand. He's a big God. He's bigger than the devil. <clears throat> bigger than your weakness. You might say, man, I'm in a, I'm a repetitive sin, Pastor. I'm going to go to hell. If you continue in it, you might. Because what happens is you get saved and your heart's saved, but your soul's not saved, which is your mind. And if you don't get your mind renewed and get your mind lining up with your saved heart, then your soul can pull your heart into it. And the wants of desires of the soul pulls your heart right out of eternal life into natural life. In other words, your desires and your wants will get so strong. In other words, you don't want to love the world more than you love God. You don't want to love things more than you love God. You don't want to put things in the world above God. You don't want to put money above God. Because things can become idols. And idols are things that we worship. We put above God. And we don't put any... You know, God has to be on top. Amen. And so we see here <coughs> that, uh, so adultery, then the next one is fornication. <coughs> we all know what that is. But if you don't, that's sexual relations out, outside the marriage union. If you're dating, um, that's the same thing with living together. It's, uh, I, guess, I guess I just covered that. And so God is not sanctioning that. And if you call yourself a Christian, you're, you're, you're being a hypocritical Christian. And you're pulling down people because if adultery continues to hell and other people that are saved sees you in adultery and they start committing adultery or fornication and they say they're okay, then we must be okay. And then there's a line of people of Christians doing the same thing, living in sinful lives, and all those lives end up loving the world and turning away from God, then, then you're going to be held accountable for that. How we live our life. In other words, we are people of influence. Everything we do, we're influencing, either for good or for bad, for, for heaven or for hell. We're either representing heaven in our moments, amen, in our moments, or we're representing hell. Oh, that's pretty strong, Pastor. Man, I always had a hellish day yesterday. What? Man, just yesterday, uh, my wife, you know, uh, the kids, uh, Yen's had her, um, uh, her sister-in-law, or her sister and her brother-in-law dropped off their two kids, and they went out. And uh, so I had the house to myself. I said, praise God. Amen. Got the house to myself. And uh, so I'm walking around. Where's my phone at? And I'm looking for my phone. Can't find my phone. And I'm thinking, I bet you Christina has my phone. And they're going all the way down to the beach. And then, you know, and then I keep thinking about it. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of boiling a little bit. I'm getting a little upset about this. She should not have took my phone, you know, without my permission. And, you know, and then you start, you know, and then, you know, are you, you hearing what I'm saying today? And I, pretty much, I was, I was at a point was I was like, I'm going to whip her, Heine, when she gets home. Ah! By the way, is, is Telly there listening to all this? Okay, because she was with Telly. <laughs> And, and, and I said, make sure she's not using that phone, you know, put it away, you know. And um, 
And I was, then I backed off and started praying about it. I felt like the Lord said, listen, you need to back up and pray. And, he, and the Lord revealed to me, she, you know, didn't do it maliciously. It wasn't just, wasn't intent, malicious intent. And you got, that's why you got to pray. That's why you got to have a Holy Spirit. That's why you have to have the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in all truth. You got to have the Holy Spirit to tell you and counsel you when a bad situation happened. And the Holy Spirit can tell you when somebody's having issues or problems and you say, oh. Or when people are doing stupid in front of you, you can back up and pray. And, and, the, and the Lord said, well, they're just dealing with some demon that's working on them. Oh, okay. If you were dealing with the same demon, you'd probably be acting worse. Oh, okay. So you give grace, mercy, love, right? And the Holy Spirit wants to walk with us everywhere. He wants us creating beautiful moments Heavenly moments, wherever we go, the devil is coming and he's working and he's, and he's strategizing and he's trying to do everything he can to make hellish moments in our life and for the lives of people around us. Do you know that? You know, I, you know it, was, it was funny. I, I, was, I, was, I, I, I drove James to get his car fixed and he was getting his car fixed and uh, and I'm just sitting there, you know, and I'm saying, Lord, I just want to be a blessing and walk in love and all that. And all of a sudden I get an unction and he had, he had a, a bill for his truck. And I get this unction to pay for his bill. It was just an unction. And I said, that's it. I ran <laughs> because I've been studying love. Love gives. I ran in there, pulled his car down. I was so excited. And then I said, how much is it? <laughs> <laughs> Three thousand five. Ah! <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. But it was, you know, it wasn't a lot of money. How much? I said, how much is it? And you know, and what? What it was? It was God was prompting me for beautiful moments. But this guy that he, I was paying for, I was at the shop a year ago, and he recognized my car, and his name I think is Nick, and he saw me do this, and it probably like, wow, this is different. And I didn't do it today. I just did just leading, leading the Lord, not trying to impress anybody, not trying to do anything. It was just out of my heart. It's being led by the Spirit. You see, I used to, when I talked to you guys about knocking on doors, I used to do it just out of the flesh to try to make something happen. It's called dead works. It's called, you know, uh, I'm the door knocker pastor. That's what I do. I knock on doors. And so, I, so I'm the door knocker pastor. You know what I'm saying? And I like to knock on doors. You know, I don't like knocking on doors. If it's not producing any fruit. Now, if it's producing fruit and it's by the Spirit, I'll knock on any door God asks me to knock on. But if I'm knocking on doors to try to build my ministry or try to help God or try to do it my way without the leading of the Holy Spirit, then it's in my flesh and it will count for nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That's why we got to be led. And when you're led by the Spirit of God, things work. But when you're led by the flesh, you're frustrated. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? Am I connecting with anybody in the house today? Are you listening to what I'm saying? So so he he wants us to have such a a relationship with him. So the Holy Spirit really works with people that walk in love. That's not yielding to their flesh. It's difficult for the Holy Spirit to work with somebody that's not yielded to love. Because when the Holy Spirit gives you a problem to do something and you're greedy and says, go pay for his bill, you're like, I don't know about that. What comes in is reason. I didn't allow reason to come in. See, reason can say, it could be a $300 bill. You want to do that? 
Right? No, no. I didn't allow reason to talk me out of God leading me to do a good deed. Because reason will lead, lead us to the primrose path down destruction. Somebody said, what does that mean, the primrose path? Of, I don't know. I heard some preacher say it. But what I, what, I, what I think it means is that the primrose path is a path that's beautiful. It looks really good. It, it has all these roses. So you're walking down and it's really cool. But at, at, it, at the end of it, it's a drop off to hell. It's because it's a path where you're just living life, but you're not living eternal life. So you're doing things in your own ways and your own strengths. And you're trying to do some things. But, you know, you need to let God do some things. Because if you do them, you get the glory. If God does it through you, he gets the glory. And he will get the glory. I mean, the Lord gave me, uh, you know, I, I, I was praying. He gave me the, what the motto of this church needs to be. It's, it's a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, full of love and faith, doing the works of Jesus. God wants a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, full of love and faith, doing the works of Jesus. Somebody say, can, can there be a church like that? Why not? Why can't we? I, I'll have some scriptures to tell you that we can be a church like that. We don't have to, you don't have to be trying to fight sin every day of your life. Amen. You can walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's what your mind is focused on. If your mind is focused on the word and the Lord and worship, then you're gonna be, it's going to be hard for you to sin. When you've got God on your mind, it's going to be hard for you to do the wrong things. It, 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 when, when the Bible says, uh, the psalmist says, your word I've hidden in my heart so I may not sin against thee. We got to hide God's word in our heart. <coughs> you know, I, uh, I don't know if you ever heard this. When you sin, you sin against yourself. I don't know if you ever heard that. Has anybody ever heard that? When you sin, you sin against yourself. That's not really Bible. When you sin, you sin against God. Yes, in a way, you're hurting yourself. But when you sin, you're sinning for yourself. In other words, when you're walking in sin and open sin, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about somebody that falls and repents and falls and repents and falls. That person's trying to get out of it. I'm talking about somebody that's continually staying in a place of sin and not repenting. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm not talking about a person that has a heart to want to do right and want God in their life. And they have a heart of repentance and they want God to search them every day. I want God to search me every day and make sure there's no wickedness in me. Why? You know what I, I, you know what I'm, what I really want? I, I, I want for God. I want, I want abundance of peace. You know, kingdom of God is righteousness, peace. And I want joy. But I just don't want just regular joy. I want explosive joy in my life. I want, you know, the Bible says that Jesus or, you know, love righteousness so much that, that God endowed him with more joy than his contemporaries. Or a person loved God so much and loved righteousness so much, he was endowed with joy more than others around him. In other words, when you love righteousness, the byproduct of right living, amen, is a joyful life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Praise God. <clears throat> so, so it says here, uh, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders. You know, there's a lot more in this list than the, the nine fruit of the spirit. And I'm like, man, there's a lot of lists here. Yeah. And uh, all these, if we, and it says here, this is the key right here. And I told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
Now, I've made a statement before, well, that may mean that you don't inherit the benefits, but I'm believing the, I, I really believe that means that you won't make it to heaven. And, I, and the reason why I say that, because Jesus says it this way, he says, not everyone in Matthew 7, 21, 23, not everyone who says to me, now, this is practicing lawlessness. This is somebody that continues in a state of sin without repentance and willful disobedience to God, willful rebellion to God as a Christian, as a blood-bought Christian. They're, they're continuing in their sin. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They're not hearing people trying to get them back. You know what I'm saying? Or people aren't trying to get them back. People are not even talking to them about it because they're self-deceived, thinking that the blood of Jesus covers them in all of that. And the blood doesn't cover you in all that. Are, are you hear what I'm saying to you? We need to be warning our brothers and sisters. If they're in sin, we need to warn them. We need to pray for them and warn them and pray that God draws them back. Amen? So it says here, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does, now listen to this, he who does the will of my father in heaven. Ooh, that's good. What? I thought being a Christian was just receiving Jesus. Yeah, but you got to do his will. Oh, what? Does it say that? Yeah, you're doing his will. What's his will? You're walking it out. So you, 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 you're, you're living your life for him. Amen. You're, 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 you're consulting him in your decisions. You're, you're trying to walk it out. Amen. Are you hear what I say today? You know, like I was, you know, went, went to Bible school. I was planning on staying where I was at. And God said, listen, I want you to go back to Virginia Beach. And I had a decision to make. Do I go back? I had my own house. I had my sports car. I haven't found my girl yet. I was single, mingle, you know, single, ready to mingle. Had a convertible sports car. I had it going on. I was going to maybe set up my ministry. I had, I had a good paying job. And, you know, and I was in, I, listen, I was in a prayer group. And the Lord spoke to me, go back and help Pastor Joe. Help that little church. And I, and I really didn't want to. Why? Because uh, I fight selfishness. Anybody out there fight selfishness? I fight trying to live my own life. I fight laying down my life. I don't want to lay down my life. Your life doesn't want to die. In other words, the, the, the natural life. But the eternal life is a life that's above that. You're living life, but you're living in a way where you're being led by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is using you in a way to, to change people's lives everywhere you go. Yes. Amen. I pray, Lord, is there anybody I can minister today? Open the doors. Let me be a witness. To them, amen? And so, and so it says here, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and you know what? Since I've been walking in love, I, I got under attack. Can you tell? No, Pastor, you sound great. You sound strong. Man, I've, been fought, I've never fought it so hard. All right, you know, sometimes when you're do, trying to do the right things, the enemy will come against you. Sometimes when you're just trying it, whenever you try to start walking it out with God and start walking out with the Holy Spirit, you better believe, and, and you're in a place of comfortability, I call it lukewarmness. Okay, here we go. And you're in a place of lukewarmness in your life. You're not that hot for God. You're not that cold. You're just lukewarm. You're not fired up. You're not seeking God every day. You're just taking it as it goes. Yes, you're praying when you need something from God. You're getting on your knees there. But other than that, you're not fellowshiping with the Holy Spirit. And so God's not a priority in our lives on a daily basis. So we're just living life instead of the eternal life. 
<clears throat> so when we start living the eternal life, uh, the enemy was going to come against us. And anytime you stand and start standing up for a message like this, guess what? I had a problem printing this up this morning. Never had a problem. I had the devil telling me, you know, you, the grace of God, take it easy on him, pastor. <laughs> I am. I'll try to take it easy on you. So let's look at this. Uh, Jesus says this uh, in Matthew 7, 21, 23. <clears throat> Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does my will of the Father. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, and, and you who practice lawlessness. Now, when I see this, when I see the scripture, these look like church folk. These aren't just the backslider out there doing nothing for God. These are, you know, these are church folk that's in the church. But what I, what I see is some will say, well, they weren't really saved. They were just doing it because they had, a, they had a false conversion and they were in the church doing it out of a false. I don't think so. I think that they received Christ and they started doing these things, operating in the gifts. And then they started practicing lawlessness and the gifts kept working and they thought that God was still with them. Just because he's confirming his word with signs following. Now he will confirm his word with signs following even if you're in sin. Why? Because it's not about you. It's about the person he wants to get set free. And he's willing to use even a vessel that's in sin to pray for somebody to set them free. Amen. But it doesn't validate your walk with Christ. Miracles don't validate our walk with Christ. Uh, giftings don't validate our walk with Christ. None of this validates. No, it's our relationship. We're walking with God. You know, it's a knowing that we're walking with him and our heart's right with him. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Boy, this hurts so good. I need preaching like this. I need something to will me in. It says in Colossians 3, 5, um, it says here, so it says here, I never knew you. This is the key here. You who practice lawlessness. So what happened was these people got so comfortable with God that they didn't think the rules applied to them. Remember King David? Remember he got comfortable with God? And he was doing, and God blessed his socks off, if he had socks. And he was a God, after, he was a man after God's own heart. And you know, I'm telling you, God loved David. And then what happened? He didn't go out with the kings. And what happened? Bathsheba was bathing. And what happened? Sin came in, right? And then David thought he could shove it under the, the, the carpet. And he thought that, he, that, that God wouldn't mind because, of course, he's, he's the king. God loves him. He put him in a position. And then, remember, uh, I believe it was Naaman the prophet that came and, and said to him, you know, uh, there was a, a man in your kingdom that stole a sheep from a, a poor family. That was a wealthy man and took that sheep and cut it up and gave it to his friends. And that was a sheep like their pet. And you know what David said? That man should die. And you know what he said? You're the man. We need to face the sins in our life and put them down before they put us down. And they will take our lives. They will take our family's lives. And so we got to be very careful. We have, the Bible says, walk this walk circumspectly, not as fools, redeeming the time. For the days are short. We don't want to walk in this life like fools. No, we want to make sure that our light is shining. That we're letting our light shine wherever we go. That we're just not living life. We're living the eternal life. 
And so he says here, he says here, put to death the members which are in the earth, in, in, on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passions, evil desires, this Colossians. See, why, why am I reading this? Because this is like in every epistle. It's like, well, pastor, that's just one scripture. No, every epistle talks about get away from sin. Don't let it in your life. Every letter written by the apostles is like, don't, get, don't touch it. Get away from it. Why? It's the gospel. Amen. It's walking the kingdom. And he says here, and he says here, put to death. You got to put to death those things. How do you do that? Fasting and cutting those things off, not allowing it to take a hold of you. Amen. Because of these things, look at this. It says, watch. uh, uh, It says here, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are, uh, are to put off these things. Anger, wrath, he's talking to the church. Malice, we are to put all these things off. Blasphemy, filthy language, out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have been put off the old man, which is deeds, and put on the new man, who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Ephesians says it this way, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, walk in love as Christ has loved us, and give himself as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and aroma. But fornication, sex outside of marriage, and uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named among you as fitting for saints. Amen. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting. This is powerful. Which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. For this you know, no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man, which is an idolater, has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. There it is again. Wow. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. What that's saying is that... That the sons of disobedience are the ones that are unsaved doing those kind of works. It's not talking about the saved doing those works. But what he's saying is, if we are saved in doing those works, we will become... Listen, if you're doing the works of the devil, whose son do you become? If you start acting like the devil, talking like the devil, walking like the devil, rebelling like the devil, who do you look like? God, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I just keep confessing that as I sin. Well, hopefully that'll get you back in, but you know, don't deceive yourself. The Bible says that we can be self-deceived. How's that? The Bible, James says, don't be self-deceived. Don't think that sowing to the flesh won't reap death. See, Eve was deceived. She didn't believe, uh, she didn't believe that God said that she would die. She believed the devil. He said, you surely would not die. You, it won't cost you your life. And the devil's playing that game on so many people today. Go ahead. Live a little on the side. Do a little of this. You surely won't die. It won't cost you. It can cost you. It cost David. It cost him his family and how the curse came upon his family. And he had bloodshed all through his life. It cost David. It will cost us. It just doesn't. Listen, if we're parents and we're sinning, it just doesn't cost us. It will will, will go down into our seed. That's why the Bible says, uh, you know, know, uh, choose this day who you serve. Bless your curse. Uh, Choose this day who you serve. Uh, Well, how does it go? Choose this day who you serve. Blessing or curse. What's the rest of it? 
I set before you life and death. Thank you. I set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose this day who you serve. So you, you have a choice every day who you're going to serve, death or life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Look at this. It says here on uh, Timothy. It says, now in the spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. So what is that saying, pastor? Well, that's saying that you got to be in the faith to depart from the faith. Now, let me just say this. Just because you're sin doesn't mean the Holy Spirit's going to leave you. Because you have grace. And because you stumble and fall in sin. And just because you are, you have, maybe you start having an addiction and you're trying to do everything you can. As long as you're repenting, God, the Holy Spirit's going to work with you. But when you start saying, hey, I don't care about the Holy Spirit. I don't care about God. I don't care about the church. I'm going to do my own thing. Then you're in a bad spot. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so it says here um, that it says the Spirit says in the latter times, some, I like that it says some, not most. Some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies of hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidden to marry and commanded to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused. For receive it, thanksgiving, sanctified by word of prayer. So it says here that uh, are, are deceived, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. What he's saying here is that if we keep going into sin and we keep doing it and we're ignoring the Holy Spirit to try to draw us back to repent, our heart, can, our heart can get so hard that it gets so seared that we get callous to, to, to even sensing the Spirit trying to lead us away from that. And we start thinking because no light bolts is hit, God's okay with it. And now we're on the primrose path of death. Jude said it this way. Um, he said this way. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, while long ago were marked out for their condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only the Lord our God and, and, and Jesus Christ. Amen. So there's people that will turn the grace of God into lewdness. Amen. Um, I got so much scripture here, man, it could almost make you want to repent a hundred times. Amen. Uh, Hebrews talks about Hebrews 10, 26. If, for if we go on, if we sin, will of anybody ever eat, uh, read Hebrews 10, 26 through 31? Anybody? Do you know why, why we're getting deceived? Because we don't study our Bibles. And the devil, it, we watch a TV show of some preacher that can, that can quote the Greek and the Hebrew and tell you that you're good to go. And he sounds so sharp. And, and he doesn't give you any of these scriptures. You've got to read your Bible. You've got to study your Bible. And then you not only study it, you've got to be a doer of the Bible. And if you don't do the word, you will be self-deceived. And so <clears throat> it says here in Hebrews 10, 26. Why am I reading this to you? Why am I going over? Why am I being so hard? I don't want any of you going to hell. I don't want on my watch that I didn't give you my truth of what I believe that can send a Christian to hell. And you can't say on that day of judgment, Pastor Dave didn't tell me. I want you to look at this and look at it. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. (coughs) 
Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, count the blood of covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and installed it in the spirit of grace? For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I repay back, says the Lord again. The Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. Whoo, man, that's strong. So what is he saying? He's saying if we go on willfully sinning, then there, no, there, there remains no more of a, uh, of, of a sacrifice. And then in 1 John, it says this, 1, 5 through 10. And, and you're doing great on the scriptures, by the way. Amen. Awesome. In 1 John, is it, hot, is it hot in here or is it just me? You know, you got to burn for, if you don't burn for God... People will burn out there and, and, and that don't know God. They will burn in hell. And we need to get on fire for God. Amen. I'm telling you, there is a heaven to gain. We got to get about the Lord's business. We got to get serious. We can't be playing games with God. Amen. We got to walk with the Holy Ghost. We can't, you know, you know I, 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 want God's, I want God's plan. Amen. Amen. And God's going to have his glorious church. But Pastor, you might have just one person here, okay? <laughs> Look at this. It says in 1 John 1, 5 through 10. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. I'm going to end it on a high note. God is light and in him there's no darkness at all. If we say that we have no fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So it says here, if we walk in darkness, if we say that we have fellowship with him, but we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. So what are we doing? We're practicing lawlessness. Right? So it says here, but if we walk in the light, now this is walking with the Holy Spirit. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, Christ's son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Notice it says, if, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Why would somebody don't, why wouldn't they believe that they have any sin? If this is talking about a Christian, uh, if, if a Christian is believing in this doctrine of eternal security and their, and their sins are covered past, present, and future, if they believe in this and, then, and they're committed to sin, it's already covered without you, um, as the Holy Spirit reveals to you, you have sin in your life and you don't renounce it and repent from it, um, then you're saying, uh, you can buy into the idea, I don't have to repent. And repentance is more than just asking God to forgive you. Repentance is turning from it. So it's more than just saying, I'm sorry. It's saying, I'm not going to do it again. You got it? And so he says here, if, I, if you act like what you're doing is not sin, if you act like fornication is not sin, if you act like, you know, adultery is not sin, lying is not sin, cheating is not sin, and you don't act like it's sin in your life, then you make God a liar and the truth is not in you. No, whenever God reveals anything to us that's not right, we need to get it straight. We need to walk with God because God, ha listen, you're, much, you're way too valuable. God loves you way too much. Listen, you can't be deceived by the devil. The devil is not bigger than God, but you can be deceived by not obeying the word. See, the devil can't deceive you, but you can deceive yourselves. And how do you do that? By not obeying God's word. Amen. We need to obey God's word. Glory to God. Amen. And so I'm closing here. And so, listen, it says here, man, amen.
Here's, I'm just going to close in these last two scriptures. I'm going to say this. You know, the Bible says that, the, that we have authority in the name of Jesus. And the devil can't make you do anything. And so as a born-again believer, the Bible says you can submit yourself to God. You can resist the devil. And what does the Bible say will happen? The devil has to flee. You have authority. The Bible says uh, <coughs> in Ephesians 4.28, give no place to the devil. So you have the power to give the devil no place. You have power. You have power. It's like you say, God, if you want this off me, take it off me. No, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to command it to leave. You're going to have to walk away from it. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to make an effort. You're going to have to tell it to go. You're going to have to renounce it. You have the power. All power has been given to us. We have all authority and no devil in hell can drag us down to hell with a, with a, a sin of the flesh uh, by tempting us. No devil in hell can do that. No devil can take us out of the hands of God. No, no, we're eternally saved in the hands of God. Yes, we're in the palm of God's hand. No, no man can pull him out. But you can walk away from God. You can willingly walk away. Go away. Turn away from God. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. You say, how do you know that, Pastor? Because I tested God one time. I said, I wonder if this once saved, always saved really works. And I try to go on the other side. And I had the fear of hell come on me. Like, like, like you don't ever want to go there. And the fear of hell came on me. And God said, don't play, don't play with me, boy. <laughs> don't play with me, boy. Yes, sir. You know, why? Because I, I, I was testing God. You can test God in tithes and offerings, but you don't test God with your life by walking in sin and seeing what God's going to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I tested God. Man, I don't ever want to have that feeling. I felt, whew, man, I, got, I felt hell just rising up on me. Ooh, glory to God. You're, you're looking at a sanctified pastor today. You're looking at a pastor that's going to walk straight and narrow. I, man, I, I used to go through the yellow lights, uh, you know, I, uh, run through yellow lights, you know. And I, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be lawless. I'm stopping at yellow lights. I'm putting my seatbelt on. Why? Everything, everything, all authority that we, uh, that we dismiss, that we don't put ourselves under, normal authority, natural authority, all this is rebellion in the eyes of God. And God has set up all authority. So I'm stopping at yellow lights. I'm driving better. I'm putting my seatbelt on. Why? It could save my life. So look at this. In, in John 5, 18, we're closing. <coughs> it says here, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin. John 5, 18. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, notice that it says, he keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. So there's a responsibility on our part to keep ourselves. In other words, another place in the Bible, in, in Proverbs 4, 20, it says, guard your hearts 
Above all else, guard your hearts, for out of it will springs the issues of life. In other words, we need to guard our hearts. We need to make sure that we're guarded. We can't live a half sloppy life and allow anything to go into our eye gates and ear gates. And we got to be very careful, especially if you're walking in God and you want the best. Now, if you just want an average, ordinary Christian life and a mamsy-pamsy life and you don't want the abundant life and you don't want the overflowing life and you don't want to, you don't want to see people's lives change and you, you just want to live the natural life and be like every... We're not supposed to be like the world. We're supposed to be living supernatural lives, changing lives every day for God. Our lives should be made up of beautiful moments and not hellish moments. And when our life, at the end of our life, when we lived it right, and when we get there, we will hear thy good and faithful servant enter in to the joy of your Lord. Amen? Amen? Listen, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, final one. <clears throat> there is no temptation, test, trial that has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with every temptation will also make a way of an escape that you may be able to bear up under it. So what is that saying? That means that there's no temptation that you can't overcome. That means that you can walk this life every day as a spotless bride. You can walk in as a spotless bride before God. Every morning, your mercies are renewed every morning. And, you, and you're walking before God in the love of God and in the spirit of God. And you're operating again. And you don't need to be repenting every day. Amen. Because you don't have repentance in there. You don't have a conscience of repentance. You'd be living for God. Only when God brings something to you. If there's nothing that you should be praying every day. God, forgive me if I've done something wrong. No, Lord, if I've done something wrong, show it to me. If you haven't, then you're walking right. And so you start living what? You, listen, you, instead of living back in and out. Valley. No, we're supposed to be going from glory to glory. From faith to to faith. I want days of heaven on earth, and I'm going to start living on. And I'm going to have beautiful moments, and I'm not going to have any ugly moments. I'm going to pray and ask God to, to, to straighten me up, help me to walk right, help me to be all that he's called to me, keep me from evil. I pray that every day, God, keep me from evil. you got to get God in your equation. Get God's help. And then you have divine protection around you. And you'll walk as the spotless virgin that God called us to walk in. And guess what? When Jesus splits the eastern sky, you'll be taken up. And you'll be raptured. To me, I, I just love you. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to preach at you. You are jewels. I just don't want anybody tempting their, their eternal security. I don't want anybody in here. Thinking that they're beyond the law and living in sin. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I, I, I want you to have a repentant heart. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for these precious people. And maybe even for the people watching online. And there is a heaven again and a hell to shun. <coughs> and there might be areas in our lives that we might need to repent of. Or we may need to turn from. That we're walking in open rebellion to God. And we need to quit it and turn to obedience to God. And if that's you today, and you're, and you're walking in some areas of darkness, 
and you want to repent today, raise your hand. I'll pray for you, glory to God. I won't call you up, but I'll pray for you where you're at, glory to God. If you're watching online, amen. That could be you, glory to God. If there's any areas in your life that you know that you need to get right, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Just um, for, the, for, the, for the TV audience or the online audience, you're ready to move forward. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, Jesus, I turn from sin. I turn fully to you. And I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.